Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Little Talks for Peak Performance, where we help you attract clients and not chase them. And I've got a really exciting episode here for you today. We are going to feature Dan Wendell of Dolphin Financial Group and how he has built his brand, but most importantly, how he's utilizing YouTube to um, really attract clients organically. Hi, Dan. Hey, Dustin. How's it going? I'm wonderful. How are you? No intro, no no applause. Oh, there it is. Thanks for including me today. <laughs> so it is a, a bit um, overwhelming bringing the the uh, master of podcasting and and YouTube videos onto your podcast when you're not at the same level as as one Dan Wendell CFP, I might add. Uh, but uh, that's why we have you on the show today. We have you on the show to to talk about um, you, how you've built your brand and and how you're utilizing not only your podcast, but YouTube. And and I'll do a little teaser here, how you're starting to get some phone calls from, you know, maybe a different coast on how you can help them with their, their financial situation. So let me back up a little bit here and, and introduce you. So I've, I've worked with you pretty much since I started here at Gradient um, as you were working with Luke and the, the Gradient team um, when I started. So when I joined, you you guys were already established with Gradient. Uh, but you've been in the business since 2010. And um, your brother brought you into the business and mm -hmm. uh, showed you the way. And then uh, you guys decided that, you know, he he does his, his way of business and you kind of wanted to spread your wings and go do business the way that, that or at least start your own. And uh, pretty admirable of you. But you also have done some really unique things, some things that most advisors don't do in our space. And that is the way that you have branded Dolphin Financial Group, but how you've also utilized your podcast and YouTube to do that. Now, I know that in the early stages, Gradient kind of helped you get your footing, but you've taken it way beyond that since you guys started. So what was your first year podcasting? First year podcasting? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I started, let's start back from the beginning. I started in radio when I was with my brother and I'm in Florida and um, he, he didn't want to do radio and I thought it'd be good. And, and so we started, I started doing a show live with uh, a radio, local radio celebrity guy. And um, it was only a half hour show. And so we were recording them and then I was uploading them or giving them to, uh, to Tony and mitch at gradient and said you know these these shows are something i'm doing um but it was live so it was totally new and i remember when i was before no i think you were with luke at the time but he um he came down to visit my brother and i and uh i said hey let's get in the car and we went and i actually drove him to the radio station he didn't know and he went in the on the show live with me didn't even know what was happening until it was happening so, um, unfortunately, that guy died, not Luke, the, the, the celebrity. <laughs> so, it was kind of awkward doing a show without him. So, I stopped, and um, I, I stopped doing radio altogether at that point. And then that's when I met Tony Shore, and Luke said, hey, get involved with the podcast. You know, you did the radio already. 
So we started doing that in the early stages and they sent me the microphone and, and I was recording with over Skype and there were scripts and everything. And that just didn't fly with me. And so that lasted probably a couple of months before I told Tony, now well, I'm going to continue doing this because Gradient says it's going to work, but I'm not doing scripts. I just can't. So we just started riffing and we've been doing that since. I've got my, you know, my glass uh, microphones from Gradient for 250 shows or whatever it is. And um, I never looked back. I then went to back to live radio again. But what I would do is I would do the live radio and I would record those in the studio and then send that to Gradient to edit and put into the podcast. So I've, I've been doing a podcast probably, I don't know, it's been probably at least six years, something like that. I don't know. To answer okay. a long way to answer your question. Yep. But um, the radio is different than podcasting for sure. But what I'm then went and I did is I got tired of going to the radio studio and driving and being live and all that. So I started recording the podcast with Tony and I would save them and then email the radio station the podcast. So that's what a lot of people do now is they pre-record the radio show and then send it to the studio. I was doing that, but I was also sending it to iTunes and Google Play at the time and Spotify and all that. So I still do all that. So every every week I do a podcast and I just have Gradient uploaded to all the uh, podcast stations. I don't send it to the radio live anymore. Yeah, so you're not on, on the radio any longer. You didn't find the value in that over time. Right, because the cost for the podcast is zero. And the cost for me right now is just my time. But I'm getting a good return on it. Um, well, obviously, any return is good, but um, for the cost. But my time-wise, it makes it worth it. I have thought about sending them to the radio station again, but I just haven't gotten around to it because I don't know. I don't know if I need it. It's good for branding, but I don't know if it would... I, I did... I am, I'm a numbers guy, so I, I was always looking to see, well, how much am I spending on radio time and then am I getting it? And I know that I made money off of radio. I didn't yeah. lose money on it, but, um, you know, I just there's so many other ways to spend money, so I just went yeah. with it. In so, my area, Tampa, it's really expensive to be on the radio. I got some other gradient guys on there. Um, it's just really expensive to get on the big stations. So I just felt I'd go the podcast YouTube route instead. Yep. And so things that you're starting to do again is is some workshops on Saturdays and some dinner seminars as well. And I know you're trying to work the formula out on that to how best maximize your ROI. But we do, disclaimer, we do have quite a few advisors that are actually on the radio and they pre-record their show and Gradient helps them do that. And there are some leads that that come into that. But I would say that the, the radio market in, in various markets can be extremely saturated. Like you have two guys before you and two guys after you. And it's pretty much the luck of the draw if who's listening and if they they kind of, um, mix with your personality and decide that they're going to call in or they have that reason to call in. So um, I would say the radio show is absolutely about building a brand and credibility for doing dinner seminars and doing workshops that to the public. So they get that mailer and then they're like, oh, I listened to that guy on the radio or his radio shows on when we come home from church or whatever it is. So yeah, you hit the nail right on the head there on 
on where it's at. And that's really why I've got you on here today is not to talk about radio and how to really maximize the ROI on something that I feel like we all know a lot about, but how to maximize the podcast and the YouTube channel and to get that organic growth and and have individuals, since you're in Tampa, have individuals from California or Texas find your channel, see your videos and say, oh my gosh, he's he's speaking into what I really need or what I've had a question on and nobody's been able to answer all this time. And to be quite clear, there's somebody there in their local area that can help them and answer the question. They just don't know how to find that person. They don't know that specific person because not every financial advisor has the knowledge that I would say you have or the, the designation of the CFP and can really get into the minutia of social security and all of the intricate things of that. And then how to build that with a, a low um, income tax and, and moving forward. So um, you started the YouTube channel what year? Uh, well, I think it was 2016 or 2015. I don't remember. And that's an interesting, it's, it hasn't. Okay. So let's, why did I start the YouTube channel? Cause I was, I was spending a lot on radio and then, and I said, well, there's gotta be a better way. And so I started when gradient first got their green room, the very, I think I was one of the very first people to use it. They had this idea of the green room and I started doing, um, I did interviews with, um, um, gradient investments. So Mike Binger and I did a little commercial thing. Cause I do, I'm an RIA as well. And so I started doing commercials in there and, and it was scripted at first. So I created a few on topics that I wanted. Um, and then I made my own scripts. And every time I went to a gradient event in Minnesota, I would book time for the green room and I was one of the first to do it. And so I, I put those videos on YouTube and that's what I started in 2015 and 16. So I started looking at how my, how is it, how is this working? I started paying for advertisements. Uh, I think, I think Google owned YouTube by that point, or they were, it was one in the same. And so what I realized was, all right, people are Google searching terms would, and then recently, and I'm going to say recently, I guess in the past two or three years, the YouTube's terms were showing up in the search results. So you would actually see the websites, but then you'd have a link to a video on that topic. So at the beginning, I said, well, why not have my videos show up for these terms? So I created these videos and surprisingly, and I remember doing a video and I forget who was editing it at Gradient and I was doing it on life insurance and it was so boring to them. And they even said, I think this is a bit much. That turned out to be my most popular video, the one on universal life blowing up on people. And I put that out there and that one got traction. The other ones didn't get anything. You get 20 views, 30 views, and you're like, oh, that's it. I spent all this time and money on a video and I get no one watching it. And so so before you go any further on that, when you say you had 20, 30 views, were you pushing these videos out or was it literally somebody typing in search on YouTube and that video popped up? Yeah, I wasn't really pushing it out. I did have a... Um, I did. Ha I do have an email list, but I never put them in there, right? I didn't. I don't know. I just I I started put, putting them out there, and then I started advertising, and I was paying like four cents for a click, and on some videos. But it was the same. It was a quick view. People would look, and then they'd leave. And I was like, oh. So and then I just forgot about it, really. And then I started seeing a bunch of hits on on one of the videos, the life insurance video. It was people watching. I wasn't advertising. It was just there. But people were interested in that topic. People were, for whatever reason, 
were searching that term. You know, how how come my universal life policy is blowing up on me? I, mean, I think that was the exact term. And so that took off. I said, oh, wait a sec. Let's, let's figure this out. So I was doing the podcast anyway. And I said to myself, why don't I reconstitute this? Because I enjoyed the one thing about doing a weekly podcast, Dustin, is that it gives me something to do. It gets me, you know, talking about a topic, keeps me informed. And I think just having that constant activity is good. And so I was doing it anyway. Why not reconstitute it into something else useful? So I started posting my podcasts to YouTube, even though they weren't videos. They were audio. And I found this program that would do an audio file and have the, the sound wave yep. of my voice and Tony's voice. So people would actually see something and I titled them and I put them up there. And then I started seeing people watching these. They were listening to them on YouTube. So this was in addition to Spotify and iTunes. And I thought, okay, this is good. And I was getting some traction there. People were following and subscribing, but it was still 100 people, 200 people. And I said, you know, all right, whatever. It's better than nothing. It didn't cost me anything extra to go on YouTube. And then somebody said to me, well, why don't you put pictures up? Because people like to look at stuff, even though they're listening to you. So then I started taking snapshots of the topic. So if we were talking about Social Security, I would put a, a old couple or I put the, the Social Security logo and I'd have those flashing over time. Every minute, it would be like a slideshow. And that got a little bit more. And then someone said, well, why don't you do video? And this was, you know, new for Tony and Gradient. I said, hey, I'm buying, I'm hold buying on. a camera. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. You bought a camera. Now, no, I didn't the, buy a camera. Well, yeah. the, the, the service that we're using to make this video today, we're going to, we're going to keep that one under wraps. That's going to be the secret sauce that they can call in and ask me for. But so I know yeah, we, put you we, did, we didn't really, we didn't do any pre-show talk here. So uh, we're all off the cuff here, but so, anyways, I didn't mean to stop you. But the no. the service we're using here today, we're gonna we're gonna keep that between you and I because it's it's fantastic, and and you're the one that that brought it to my attention. What we're what we're using here today. So, uh, but go ahead. So, so you you said I need a camera from Tony. Well, I, and I was like, well, what do I need to do here? And I started using, you know, looking at different technologies, and I found this one, and I used my camera on my my computer here. I could get a better camera. I got some lighting and, and none of that's set up right now, but I started doing that and I talked to Tony. I said, Tony, I, I need you to go on camera. And you know, if anyone's met Tony, he's the nicest guy. He's got a radio voice. He's also got a face for radio as, as we say. So he was like, Oh, what do I do? You know? And I was going to, I had a green, I have a green screen I use and everything. And I was like, let's just try it. Right. I mean, we'll just record the audio and we still do that. And so I would give the audio to, to Gradient and they upload it to the different podcasts. But I then started taking the video and putting it on YouTube. And I started that in 2020. I said, why not? Let's just see what happens. Because the pictures added a little, the video might do something. And then lo and behold, that's when it started to take off. So then I started getting, you know, a new subscriber every day. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. And that's what's happened. You know, I'm up... Uh, and my channel is so tiny. I probably have 2,000 view, uh, subscribers. But to me, that's a lot because that's, and I was looking just the other day, and I think it was like 250 views or uh, views of my videos a day. And I thought, and I was just thinking about that because I do a lot of seminars. That's my bread and butter, seminars. 
250 people to hear me talk and they're watching for a few minutes, at least, you know, eight minutes, I think is the average. So to have 250 people a day listen to you for eight minutes, how much value is that? Granted, some of them might maybe competitors. Some of them might be my family. I don't know. But that's a lot to me for doing nothing different. I was doing the podcast anyway, and I just added the video like I'm doing now. I don't overthink it. I don't have a script. I talk about things that I want to talk about. Otherwise, I'd be bored to death. And people like it. And then the next thing I know, I'm starting getting comments on the videos, and I respond to them. Of course, I have my own compliance officer, so I don't want to say anything stupid. And every every podcast, I make sure I don't say anything stupid. I have my disclaimer in there, and I have my kids do it. And um, then the phone calls started because I was started putting, you know, hey, if you want something, contact me. And people go to the website and they say, hey, you mentioned in your show such and such. I'd like more info on that. And then I added an extension on my voicemail said, if you have a question for the show, dial this extension and people press that and they leave a voice message and say, Hey, you, you said this on the show. Can you help me about it? And that's to me, that's what it was. The original intent of it was the goal. It was to do that. And then I wasn't getting it. So then I just said, I'm just going to do this to stay busy and, and keep, keep, keep my wheels you know, spinning. So I'm not just doing the same thing every day because it's fun. I enjoy my podcast. And now it's actually leading to business. Yep. And so I felt like you said that you started adding video in 2020. Mm. And I felt like through through the pandemic, you got extremely creative with your YouTube channel. And I mean, I'm probably one of the 250 a day, maybe not every day because I don't have time to watch every day. But I mean, I, your your videos are fantastic and your topics are great. And they they're they're, they're good for a, you know, a marketer like myself to go and watch from time to time. Um, but the, um, the subscribers, I mean, I, I, I remember when, I mean, a year ago you were about this time, I think you were, were less than a thousand. And, um, before that, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's just like everything else, like Rome's not built in a day. It's taken time for you to build that. So what I, I don't want our listeners to, um, think is that they go start a YouTube channel and they're going to be at 2000 subscribers mm -hmm. in a couple of months. And then, you know, they're going to have these people calling and, and wanting to get more information or financial help from them. It it takes time. And, and it's just like any other business. I mean, you started in this business, I think, in 2010. And to see the progression of how you've done things and how, you know, you were you were working with your brother and then you uh, broke off and 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 did Dolphin Financial, which is an absolutely cool name. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, but how, how you did that and just watching the progression and everybody's it, that's in this business has had that progression, but it's, it's the, it's the, the time tested thing that it's got to take time. You got to continually put it in the time and the guy that's got the seven videos and he's doing all the wacky stuff and he only has seven videos. People are going to move on. They're not going to, they're not going to take that person serious because they, a, he's maybe only has seven ideas and, and B, they don't know how committed he is. And so, um, I will um, have my hand here. So over there, I will put up a link to Dan's YouTube channel. So where uh, you can click on that. Yep, there you go. Thank you, Dan. And uh, you can see how he not only has uh, a ton of videos, but he's built it out with not only a um, like a trailer that you can watch when you first go to. Bring that up. Bring that up on the screen if you could. 
Um, he's got a trailer to his podcast that is extremely catchy. So the first time that somebody comes to your channel, uh, they get this and they can decide whether they're going to watch it or not. But it is a great way for you to um, really hit on um, essentially your... Hello, everybody. It's Dan Wendell from Dolphin Financial Radio. Yeah, and this video, uh, can you see it? I can see it yeah. and I can hear it. This was filmed in Minnesota in the green room. There's Tony. Dan, what are you doing? This was the first video that Tony ever did for anybody. You know, like I said, he's a radio guy. So you can see there's the green screen. And so I came up with the idea and just said, let's just do this stupid video to just introduce the show. So, and we had fun with it. And and Gradient was really good about letting me do my thing. Granted, you know. They, wow. they have the equipment you know, and everything, so that's not hard. Um, no, really? But yeah, editing this, I didn't do that. Right. That was Gradient that edited the video for me. But once it's in a green screen, you could basically do anything. But the key here is that each week we're doing a different topic. And I don't, like I said, I like to reconstitute things. So on my monthly newsletter, I put little video clips of each podcast for the month. So I get clicks that way as well, uh, you know. Over the years, I built up quite a big email list. So there's Tony as Godzilla. I love it. Um, <laughs> he did that after I told him to do it, and he filmed that later. There's the green. There's the radio show station in Minnesota. Um, but I'm filming all the weekly shows um, by my by myself, like we're doing right now. But yeah, I have the the channel broken up by different topics: retirement planning, Social Security. Now, Social Security is my most popular. You know, um, and you don't need a lot of views. Like this one's got 10,000 or 15,000 views. You're not going to get 35,000 views um, right away. But I didn't get them right away. And and I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't sure when I did it that I was going to get any views. I did it just to be informative and to be useful. And people just picked up on it. And, and it just takes a little bit to get in the Google algorithm. And then next thing you know, People are commenting and calling about it. If, if and only if it's useful, then there are people that don't like all the banter that Tony and I do. They don't like, the, but they don't like me. Then I probably won't like them. So I don't care, I love it. right? So, but yeah. So, at your seminars, at your workshops, do you do you throw your YouTube? Do you talk about your your channel at all as a credibility piece, or for people to go get more information? I mean, I've written a book, and I've and and I've two books actually. Um, I don't I don't really promote them. And I probably should. At the seminar, um, the handouts have a, a brochure that's got the YouTube channel featured in it. Um, I I think people, I, I don't use it for credibility. I think I used to use the radio for credibility. Oh, he's on the radio. He must know what he's talking about. Um, yeah, I, it's on the website. So I, I think people, I think it is a credibility thing, but really it's all about uh, offering content that's useful to people and it's evergreen. So it's always going to be there, um, which is why you want to say, you know, make sure you don't say anything stupid, but um, it's on there. And, and every lead that comes in from it is just gravy for me. That's the way I look at it. Cause I'm, yeah. I, I'm not doing a thing. People are watching me as I'm sleeping and that's kind of cool. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm really bad at this. Wait, I, did I, I just say people are watching me as I'm sleeping. That's kind of creepy. It is creepy, but <laughs> I'm, I, as, as you said that, I was thinking you, your, your book, the spending window, 
is one that you launched. Was that how long was that? Two years ago? A year that ago? During, that was during the pandemic. Yeah, okay. well, a friend of mine said, "Let's write a book." So I said, "Sure," because I had written one prior, well, through Gradient. So I said, "Let's write a book," and I, I, sure. So we wrote a book. It's it's more geared toward uh, behavioral finance than than actual like retirement planning. But yeah, yeah. so I should and, have introduced you as author and all these things, and so yeah. we're still uh, we're still learning here. But um, Dolphin Financial. Give me a little window into how you came up with Dolphin. Yeah, you see the dolphins on the wall. When when I uh, you know I was working with my brother, still a great. I mean, he's killer at grading. Top. He's always been the top top ten or whatever um, in the annuity side. So when I started doing the RAA and and and, and continue to do some insurance, um, I want a new company name to separate. To keep it, you know, and and so I was thinking about my name, and then I was thinking about sunset and sunrise and Florida, you know, all that. And my kids, I asked my kids what it should be, and and the, I think one of them was reading a, a story, a red, uh, a fable about how a sailor got lost and he and a dolphin saved him, and he's like, or the Clearwater Dolphin thing, um, movie came out or something, and they said, what about a dolphin? And so I liked it because I don't like using my name. No offense to the people that use their name. But I, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. This isn't my only career. This, in fact, this is my fourth career. So, I mean, I was coming from scratch when I got in, involved in 2010. Um, I just moved to Florida and I said, and was with my brother and said, show me what to do. And he spent probably four days showing me what to do. And then the rest is history. Um, I, I don't like having the name of my name because I want to sell it one day. So it's easier to get rid of and build a brand when it's something that people, and, and I, and I did a podcast recently, last, the last podcast or the one that's coming out this week. I talked to Tony about, it. I said, my background was a dolphin. I said, the reason why is because no, I haven't met a single person that, that doesn't like a dolphin. Like you don't hear people say, I don't like a dolphin. Right. 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 Yep. If, if I meet someone yep. who doesn't like a dolphin, I'm not one of them as a client anyway, right? It's just not going to so work. So you're, you're you're not native to Florida? That accent, I couldn't tell. Mm, no, no, I lived in Minnesota. I grew up in, no, I grew up in New York. I did live in Minnesota, but <laughs> right down the street from Gradient's office, literally on the same street, actually. I could but before it was there, hit a golf right? ball before you guys moved there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... As far as the 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 YouTube channel and the uh, the podcast, um, what would you say? Like over the last twelve months, the it's it's a series. It's it's not every video you've got, but if you didn't have all of the videos that you have, if you didn't have what you, you wouldn't have the subscribers and kind of the way that you've explained the algorithm to me within YouTube is you get to a certain point, and we're not going to give away all the secret sauce, but I mean, the secret sauce is to to really get a ton of subscribers. And then they start taking what they YouTube's algorithm finds to be what people are interested in. And now they are, if somebody watches somebody's video, your video is now tagged like the ones that are recommended right after that video. And mm -hmm. then people go right into that. I mean, we... I don't know if you do it, but I will go hours on YouTube, like watching all like, I mean, my, my biggest thing right now is drones. I just got a drone. So now I watch all these drone videos and, and the next one comes up. I'm like, Oh, let's watch that. What's the good info in that one. And mm -hmm. then the next one. And then next thing you know, you're an hour or two deep 
and you're like, man, I've subscribed to to five different uh, channels and I'll probably never go back to them again. But, you know, so kind of talk about how important that has been to your your channel and really building the the bandwidth, if you will, of of your audience. Well, I do a lot uh, once a week, all different topics, and some don't get any traction at all. They might get 50 views, um, which when I first started, 50 views was a victory. Right. Um, and the ones that really get the most traction are on social security. And that's because a couple of them got swept in that algorithm, right? And then they got people commenting and more people come. And then, so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point, if you get one in the mix. And so, but my goal is to use the other topics to draw them in because it, and one thing about the subscriber, when you started on, when I started on YouTube, there was, there was no advertising on the videos that didn't happen. Then it got to a point where there was advertising on only the ones that were really popular. And um, so then they said, oh no, we're gonna have advertising everywhere unless you turn it off. And in order to turn off advertising on your channel or to get money from your channel for adver advertising, you have to have a thousand subscribers. So I was like, oh, I don't have that. So as soon as I did have a thousand subscribers, I shut off advertising. My thought was, I don't want ads to come up on my videos because that's not the point. If I really wanted to be a YouTube star and make money off of it, I'd be dead already. Uh, there's no way. Even with 20,000 subscribers, you're not going to get anything, let alone two. So I used it as an opportunity to provide additional value by having no ads. So I do all these different topics and I link to them on my shows. So I've referenced them during my podcast. Oh, Tony, remember we did a podcast last year on this topic and I'll put it up there and someone might click that and say, oh, that's interesting. Again, you're just trying to get people to stay in your content and get to know you. The whole point of doing the podcast is to get people to know who you are and your personality. So you got to be real because it'll weed out the people that don't like you. They won't call you. If they don't like you, they're not going to call you. So again, I do it as a way to just promote myself. It's a branding thing, but it's starting to lead to calls. And I would say in the beginning, I got no calls. And then when I started getting calls, it would be once a month, oh, you know, or an email. And then I started getting them in a very, uh, you know, like a weekly fashion. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, multiple multiple inquiries a week on this video and that's where i'm at which again i didn't do anything different i'm not advertising i'm not paying for any of this it's all youtube now they control it i have the video content so i control the videos but youtube can shut it down at any point and then i'd be out of luck right right but thankfully we're not doing conspiracy theories and things like that so i mean you're actually got content that they really want added on there so um that's that's really cool. And and I feel like I've kind of been with you on this journey, especially the last two to three years to really watch it expand and grow and, and really watch, you know, what you've done and how you've really gone out yourself and, and found this this software, if you will, that we're using to to record this video. And and I think that you're pretty good at it. But um, I literally just figured out thumbnails here on the videos here last yeah. week. I mean, once you get into a system, it's pretty easy. You can automate a lot of it. Um, but I've only been doing the video portion with me and Tony for just over a year, actually. So this is just a one year in. So it was exponential growth. Uh, is it something that someone else can replicate? Yeah. Um, 
But again, that's not the point is to build your audience to show you your personality. It's a commercial. It's all a big commercial. Yep. And so I think that your intent is to stay in the, the Clearwater and Tampa area for the most part, but you have individuals that are calling you from all 50 states now, if you will, or at least you have the ability for yeah. that. No, it's and, strange. It's strange. And you're how, more than willing to help those individuals. Yeah, I can. Legally, I'm allowed. And, you know, I'm not necessarily licensed for insurance if they have an insurance question every state, but I can, you know, I can always get that if needed. But yeah, that's a 15 um, minute app. Right. I mean, uh, it's people are really, and the interesting part is people will reference it. Hey, I, I'm so glad. Oh, you answered. I'm surprised you answered. Right. You know, well, the phone hasn't rang since we started talking. So, you know, that shows you how much the phone's ringing off the hook, but, um, Hey, yeah, I had a question. I saw you said this, what does that mean? Can you help? And then it's my job. And this is something that I'm, that I'm going to try and work on to take, uh, to the next level is maybe automating this, maybe putting this online, but being, uh, being able to extract out of them some information that'll help me get them as a client. Right. And right. I'm not, I don't want to be just a reference librarian, but, right. um, you know, initially that's what I was doing. I was just giving them the answer and see you later. But now they get in my drip email campaign. So they get every other video. I ask them to subscribe. And so it's slowly going to build into something hopefully powerful and useful. But and again, so this, my intent is not to be some sort of celebrity on YouTube. I'm not interested in that. Right. So this next question is a little self self-serving, if you will, but I'm going to lead you right down the path. And it's more of a statement, I guess, than a question. You would you would venture to say that it's it's the simplest of things that are getting the phone to ring, like Social Security or um, basic questions on taxes. We're not talking about videos that you're talking about doing a mega backdoor Roth conversion or taking somebody that makes five to ten million dollars a year and showing them how to pay no taxes, you know, on that income. You're literally you're you're making videos for the the you and I's of the world and how they can best prepare for retirement and build that foundation and go from there. Um, and so, you know, it's I, I guess I'm just going for clarification. Miss, you're you're not getting too intricate into some crazy way that you know better than anybody else. You're literally giving them information, just saying that you know all about Social Security and all the intricacies of it and how taxation affects retirement and stuff of that. I mean, that's, I mean, if I can jump out, well, I mean, I feel like that's quite a bit of your videos. Most of the videos that I'm getting the most reaction to and, and leads for lack of a better word are from social security. However, I would also say that if you're going to do the detailed analysis on a specific topic that you can also dominate that space. Be, for instance, like I said, that life insurance one, was the one that got the most traction in the beginning because it was it was a specific need that people had that we're searching for. My universal life policy is ex getting more expensive. Why? It answered that question, and and there aren't there weren't any other videos talking about that. Well, at the time, anyway. So that you know you can go down that path, but just know that you you might be better off getting some broader topics first, so people so you get some some viewers and traction and then throw in the more detailed ones. And that's what I'm doing. It's fantastic. That's fantastic. Do you mind if I share your information here with, uh, the, at least the YouTube? Yes. No, I don't mind. I don't mind. 
Okay. <laughs> well, um, so really to to kind of circle it all back here, um, you know, Dan has done a fantastic job of using his podcast, which the the ultimate thing is YouTube to get the organic growth and leads into his business. And I would say he's getting two to, to three calls a week um, from his YouTube channel. And like he said, he's getting 250 people a day watching his videos. And in doing that, you know, I don't know of anybody else out there that's got, you know, 250 exposures, if you will, a day to, to their business, at least in the financial services business, uh, like you are. So kudos to you. And that's really, really, really awesome. So unless you're doing a radio show, but the problem with the radio, is you just don't know, you don't have those metrics. You don't know who's listening unless the phone rings. That was very frustrating. Yeah. At least if you're into metrics, YouTube's there. Yep. So I'm going to, um, follow our little, uh, uh, path here that we always do. And we're going to close this down with a quote. And um, I asked you if you had a quote and um, we, uh, we, we've got one here for you today. And it's one that, that Dan likes and wanted to share with us. So if you will read the quote and then kind of just give me your, um, your summary of why it is your quote or why you like it so much. Well, this is the shortened version, but I'll read I'll read it. This is Theodore Roosevelt. Far better it is to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to take rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy much nor suffer much, because they live in a gray twilight that knows neither victory nor defeat. Yeah, so basically, I'd rather go out swinging than just sit on the sidelines and watch even though I know I'm going to get crushed. I've been, like I said, this is my fourth career. I've gotten crushed starting companies. And uh, I learned a lot from it, but I wouldn't undo it. I mean, I try and undo a few things. It never feels good to lose, but um, hey, I can't be that way. So when I started the podcast videos, the first few were terrible. I even threw out a few, but whatever. I just said, why not? And uh, who cares? Really, who cares? Uh, you're going to, you'd rather do that than say, oh, 10 years from now, oh, I should have done that. Darn it. Should have, should have, yeah. yeah. Should have listened to Dustin. I could have been somebody. Oh, you are somebody, Dan Wendell. You are. Um, well, I can't thank you enough for your time here with us today. And um, I I will uh, share your YouTube channel with with everybody. I would encourage those that go there to, to use that as a model for what to build. If you have real questions and you want to, if, even if, if Dan is going to be so kind to maybe spend some time with somebody funnel, all those questions through me, let's get it started through myself um, at 785-861-1687. Or you can email my team at peak at gradient IB.com. But most importantly, Dan, thank you for your time. Thank you for, uh, the knowledge and, uh, you know, the friendship. I, I don't think there's anything to sugarcoat there. We're friends and uh, we've done it through this business. So appreciate you and your time today. You're welcome, Dustin. Anytime. I'd be happy to help anyone that works with you because I'm all about it. You know, I got nothing to hide. We all learn from each other. That's right. That's right. Well, have a wonderful uh, day and uh, we will talk soon. Thanks, everybody.
Thank you.